Well, fall is here again, which means it's time for open enrollment for the Affordable Care Act Health Insurance Marketplace. Now, this period is especially important since many Americans don't have access to affordable health insurance through an employer, Medicare, state, or federal program like Medicaid or other options, but they can get covered through the health insurance marketplace. So whether you're self-employed, in between jobs, can't afford the policy your employer offers, or know someone who's in one of these situations, it's really in your best interest to know what's available through the health insurance marketplace. Welcome to ClearPath, your roadmap to health and wealth. I'm your host, Hal Waller. Today, Mihaela Vince, public health expert for Nonprofit Transamerica Institute, is joining me to discuss the importance of health insurance, provide an overview of the Affordable Care Act health insurance marketplace, and outline key details for 2023 open enrollment, which is, oh, by the way, currently running now between November 1st through January 15th, 2023 in most states. Well, Mihaela, nice to have you back. Good to be here, Al. Okay, so let's begin by talking about the basics, say, in terms of why health insurance is so critical. So health insurance is a contract that requires your health insurer to pay some or all of your healthcare costs in exchange for the monthly payment that you pay every month, also known as a premium. In the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic, Americans nationwide are once again battling the impacts of inflation, and lots of people are probably feeling spread thin financially. Thus, it is critical to remember the importance of health insurance. Uh, let me just give you an example. I once knew someone who had herniated a disc in their spine, which was leading to pain and weakness in their legs and back. It cost them thousands of dollars to get surgery and put them deep into debt. It's easy to underestimate how much medical care can cost. For instance, getting surgery for a herniated disc generally costs between $15,000 and $50,000 US dollars without health insurance. Health coverage can help protect you from high, unexpected costs, so it's super important that we sign up. Exactly. And as we've noted in the past, you know, when you're young, you're feeling healthy, mm -hmm. um, invincible. Well, it's really hard to see that value in applying your discretionary funds for something like insurance. But as you pointed out, health conditions can hit you from out of the blue and could be financially devastating. Now, keeping that in mind and that 2023 open enrollment is between, again, November 1st and January 15th, 2023, could you walk us through an overview of the Affordable Care Act health insurance marketplace and unpack the types of coverage available by starting with what is the health insurance marketplace? Good question. The health insurance marketplace is also known as marketplace, health exchange, or simply the exchange is a health insurance enrollment service through which people can purchase health insurance that fits their budget and needs. Got it. And in that vein, let's take a deep dive into 2023 open enrollment, which here again, I'm going to repeat because it's important, runs from November 1st through January 15th in most states. So for the uninitiated, what exactly is an open enrollment period? And for that matter, who's eligible? So those who are 19 to 64 years old who are not eligible for Medicare, Medicaid, and are without access to employer-sponsored health coverage can sign up for a health plan through the marketplace. Also, if you're already enrolled in a health plan, you can make changes to your existing health plan during the open enrollment period. I see. Then how would someone go about applying for or making a change in their health care coverage through the health insurance marketplace? Visit the federal marketplace, healthcare.gov, 
for full details. Uh, some states, for example, Maryland and California, require that you go to their state-run marketplace website. If your state requires it, healthcare.gov will direct you to this state-run marketplace website. You can also check out Transamerica Institute's Marketplace Open Enrollment Guide at transamericainstitute.org forward slash open enrollment for your state's specific marketplace website. Sounds pretty straightforward. Now, uh, could yeah. you um, you know, walk us through how to go about selecting a plan? Sure. So the first thing that you might want to do is start by comparing plans, even if you like the plan that you're currently enrolled in. So plans are organized in tiers. We have bronze, silver, gold, and platinum. A bronze plan, for instance, may be a desirable choice for those who are young and healthy. Uh, they have the least expensive monthly cost or premium, but higher deductibles. So for those wondering what a deductible is, it is the amount that is paid by the policyholder before the insurance plan starts to pay. So for instance, if you have a $1,000 deductible, you would pay that out of pocket before your insurance kicks in. Okay, I follow you there. So could you now give us a brief overview of the other tiers you mentioned? Yeah, so we have silver plans, and these types of plans have a slightly higher monthly cost or premium with some cost-sharing benefit. Cost-sharing is the share of costs covered by your insurance that you pay out of your own pocket. Silver plans should be considered by those who expect some medical care, however, nothing significant. And lastly, there are gold and platinum plans. Now, these types of plans are the most expensive monthly, but they have low deductibles and strong cost-sharing benefits. So someone who anticipates significant and costly medical care may want to look into these types of plans. Great. Now that we've uh, gone over the different tiers, what's uh, the next step in terms of what the listeners should consider when choosing a health plan? So what might be helpful to consider is what type of provider network you'd like to have covered. Providers are the doctors or other health professionals or even hospitals that a plan contracts with to provide medical care to its members. So there are four main types of provider networks. There's a health maintenance organization, HMO, exclusive provider organization, EPO, preferred provider organization, PPO, and a POS or point of service plan. So depending on the type of plan you buy, your plan may cover care only when you see a certain network provider. You may also have to pay more or get a referral if you choose to get care outside of that provider network, which would be considered an out-of-network provider. Okay, good. Now, can you briefly identify how different types of plans use provider networks? Sure. So as I mentioned previously, there are four types of provider networks. So first and foremost, we have exclusive provider organization. Now for this type of provider network, you're only covered if you use doctors, specialists, or hospitals in the plans network, except in an emergency. Next, we have health maintenance organization, where you are limited to care from doctors who contract or work with the HMO and are not covered for out-of-network care, also except in an emergency. You may also be required to live or work in the HMO service area to be eligible for coverage. Good to know there as well. And let's see, I think uh, the uh, next one up is what, uh, point of service plans? Uh, how, do they, uh, how do they line up? Yeah, so point of service plans means that you would pay less if you use doctors, hospitals, and other healthcare providers that belong to the plans network. You are required to get referral from your primary care doctor to see specialists. And then lastly, we have preferred provider organization. So for an additional cost, you can use doctors, hospitals, and healthcare professionals outside of the network without a referral, and you would pay less if you do decide to use providers in the plans network. 
It's just super important to be aware of these different provider networks so that you can enroll in a plan that contracts with the hospital's doctors and other healthcare providers uh, that you want covered by your health plan. Mayla, thanks for breaking that down. That was a lot to digest. Now, is there anything else listeners should know and be aware of when selecting a plan? Yeah, so double check that the health plan that you select helps pay for the 10 essential health benefits required by the Affordable Care Act. Now, these include things like emergency services, hospitalization, even mental health and substance use disorder services. They also include preventative and wellness services and even chronic disease management. Remember, there are 10 of them, and you can find the full list of essential health benefits at healthcare.gov. Okay. And isn't there something that uh, will help people identify doctors? I think it's what it's called a provider directory, something like that. Yeah. You may want to review the provider directory, which lists all the doctors that participate in the plans network, just to confirm that any specific doctor or specialist that you would want to see is actually covered by your health plan. One last thing that you may want to also keep in mind when thinking about things in terms of selecting a health plan is, and I know that this sounds obvious, but just consider the cost that you're willing to pay. Well, yeah, I think most people would be doing that. But then again, you know, it's it's wise to, you know, adhere to a budget. But basically, look, your health, without that, um, you know, you really don't have anything. So you want to make sure whatever you decide to select and pay for does adequately meet your needs. So now I'd like to discuss what to consider when determining the monthly costs, okay? It's important to think about the estimated yearly costs and not just the monthly premium. A quick refresher, premiums are the monthly costs that you pay for your health insurance and deductibles are the out-of-pocket costs that you must pay for before health insurance begins to cover those expenses. Now, to decide if you want a high premium or low deductible plan or vice versa, low premium, high deductible health plan, consider how often you'll be using health services. That's a great point. Well, then what kind of questions should someone be asking themselves when considering a plan with a higher premium? A plan with a higher premium, which covers a higher portion of your medical costs, might be appropriate If you see a primary physician or a specialist more frequently, you take expensive medication on a regular basis, you are expecting a baby or plan to have a baby, you have a surgery coming up, you need emergency care frequently, or if you've been diagnosed with a chronic condition. Well, that makes a lot of sense, but are there any options for folks to manage their out-of-pocket expenses? Yeah, so some high deductible health plans allow you to use the following alternative sources to help pay for your out-of-pocket payments. Health savings accounts is a type of savings account that allows you to set aside pre-tax money to pay for certain eligible medical expenses not covered by insurance. And health reimbursement arrangement, or an HRA, is a type of arrangement which reimburses employees tax-free for certain eligible medical expenses funded by your employer. Well, helpful to know uh, there are actually options for lowering your costs. Speaking of which, are there any new changes in 2023 that might just do that? The Inflation Reduction Act extends eligibility for premium tax credits to reach people with incomes under 54360 for a single person in 2023 or for 111000 for a family of four. 
And that's not all. Workers will now be able to get marketplace subsidies if their share of the premium for their job-based coverage exceeds 9.12% of their expected 2023 income. Now, this is because the Treasury Department recently finalized a rule which is designed to address what has long been termed the family glitch, which only considered self-coverage premium costs in the affordability calculation, not other family members. So the change expands the number of families with employer-based insurance who can now choose to forego their coverage at work and qualify for subsidies to get an Affordable Care Act plan through the health insurance marketplace instead. This seems like a step in the right direction, given that those families who were ineligible from getting federal subsidies to help purchase ACA coverage in the past may now actually qualify. So that's a good thing. And since we're now talking about 2023 changes, this brings me to my next question. Is there a health insurance mandate or requirement set for next year? So currently, there is not a federal mandate. However, there are some state-level mandates in certain states, such as California, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Jersey, Vermont, and the District of Columbia. Just keep in mind that even if there isn't a mandate in your state, health insurance is still really important to have. A single trip to the emergency room may actually exceed the annual cost of a health plan. Having gone through a major surgery not that long ago, Mihaela, you don't have to sell me on that point. Now, one last question before we wrap things up. Let's say you missed the deadline and were unable to enroll during Marketplace Open Enrollment. What happens and what are your options? So if you miss your state's open enrollment deadline, you won't be able to enroll in 2023 coverage unless you have a qualifying event for a special enrollment period. So qualifying events may include things like getting married, having a baby, losing your health coverage, or moving to a new home. Well, not to strike too fine a point here, but uh, those seeking new health insurance coverage in the marketplace or making changes to existing coverage should absolutely make certain to enroll during that date. And I'm going to give it to you again. It's November the 1st through January the 15th, 2023. It's a very important window. Now, where can our listeners turn to learn more? Healthcare.gov is the federal health insurance exchange website with so many great resources on this topic. And check out our Transamerica Institute Open Enrollment Guide at transamericainstitute.org forward slash open enrollment to learn more. Well, Mihaela, again, great to be with you and many thanks for this comprehensive overview. If you'd like to check out any of the source materials mentioned today, visit transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast to review the episode's transcript. And if you have comments, feedback, or topic ideas, please reach out to info at transamericacenter.org. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you won't miss an episode of Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth. And in case you missed them, be sure to check out our previous episodes on cooking healthy recipes from around the world and life insurance explained. Also in the coming weeks, we'll be discussing mental health in the workplace and trends related to unpaid family caregivers. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is brought to you by Transamerica Institute, a nonprofit, private foundation dedicated to identifying, researching, and educating the public about health and wellness, employment, financial literacy, longevity, and retirement. Find our weekly podcast on WYPR's website and mobile app, wherever you get your podcasts, and at transamericainstitute.org forward slash podcast. Clear Path, Your Roadmap to Health and Wealth is produced by the Transamerica Institute with assistance from WYPR. Until the next time, I'm your host, Al Waller. Stay safe 
be well, and thanks for listening. The information provided here is for educational purposes only and should not be construed as insurance, securities, ERISA, tax, investment, legal, medical, or financial advice or guidance. Thank you.